Let's go back to the cell. What is cholesterol? Cholesterol makes sex hormones. Cholesterol makes stress hormones. Cholesterol makes every cell in the human body. The list goes on and on. Why the body makes cholesterol. It's not a bad thing. Yeah, it wasn't it's, an accident. It's not an accident. So again, I think more when you understand what's behind the curtains and understanding the cell and the cell membrane, this is where it all begins. And we're back with another Rest Eat Move podcast. It's been a couple weeks for us in the, the studio. Last week we had a replay of an interview you did with ARP. I thought that was a neat little piece talking about some of the things we, we teach. This week we're going to dive into one of our bedrock principles. It may have been sprinkled in over the last couple podcasts, but we haven't really spent a lot of time on it, and I thought it'd be timely to discuss that. We're, we're talking about the cell today. But a couple housekeeping items. If you haven't checked out our website, we have our bath salts on sale. Check those out. I think uh, a lot of good reviews of the scent and I don't know the feel. You're you're just soaking the Epsom salts in, in hot water. But the smell's good. There's a relax and an energize. And as you see, we're running a bar sale right now. If you want to grab some bars on sale, they're at the best price that we've ever had them, again, on our website. So today we're going to talk about cell health. And when you think about the human body, there's 50 trillion cells in the body. And many weeks we talk about debunking some of the noise, some of the trends out there, ways to eat, how to improve blood work. But dad, wouldn't you say that I'm looking through your meal patterning book, which before that you had a book even before that in the soft cover. But wouldn't you say that Anything everyone's trying to improve begins at the cell level. Yeah, it's the foundation. And so one of the things you always can ask the question, is it good for my cells? And if it's not good for my cells, then that's where the the party ends. So a long time ago, when I first started writing, I started looking at how does the human body work? And everything begins at the cell level. And so if you can really get people to understand that, then they're going to have better choices. That's really the science of where it all begins. So let's, just for the listener that's thinking, oh no, we're going into a cell health podcast. <laughs> let's just real quickly, let's give a, because neither one of us are smart enough to go into the super weeds, but let's give them the big picture of what we're talking about when it comes to cell health. Let's talk them through the three components that we think everyone should know when it comes to so when I'm speaking or you're speaking or I'm teaching, I have everybody draw a big circle. And so the outside of the circle is called a cell membrane, and that's the gatekeeper. So don't make it harder than that, but that what what controls what goes in and out of the cell. The second piece inside the cell is called the mitochondria, and that's the car engine. That's the gas. That's what creates energy. And then inside the deepest part is called the nucleus, and that's when our RNA and DNA, that's our genetics, so that's really the three basic components of the cell is the outer rim, the cell membrane, the inside or the energy, which is called the mitochondria. And again, what kind of gas you're putting in the car. And the last but not least is the, the nucleus. All right. So when somebody says something's genetics, we just talked about the cell. Inside that cell are your genetics. Why are we so fixated on genetics? A couple of things you can look at, and again, we don't have to go on the negative side, but for many people, it's their out. 
the reason I have high blood pressure, the reason I have my cholesterol's out of balance, the reason I have whatever, we all have genetics. And I always tell people about 15%, give or take a percentage, is your genetics, your hair, your skin, the color of your eyes. We all have it. And some have a little bit more healthier genetics than other people. But the good news is it's called epigenetics, which means above genetics, and that's your behavior. And that's about 85%. So we might have that bad genetic family tree, but it also it's our behavior can trump genetics. That's now going to take the ownership back to you versus just I'm doomed because I have bad genetics. When I was in school learning about the cell, the days that I could stay awake, it was all about the inside of the cell, the, the fluid, the mechanisms, the transportation. And then you get into the RNA and DNA and the, the genetics and how critical the nucleus is. And in school for me, it was considered the brain of the cell. Obviously, I was fortunate to be around you and the books and understand it. Maybe I didn't understand it as in-depth as I do now, but early on, I'm looking back 25, 30 years ago, you wrote a book on it about how the cell membrane is the first part of the cell. And it's probably the most critical when you talk about that 85% epigenetics. So the cell membrane matters, but 15% of it is right already embedded into that code, that DNA and RNA. And all the sciences around that DNA, RNA, genetics, you see all these tests. You've been talking about the cell membrane and you have to make that cell membrane soft and permeable, aka it functioning like it's meant to function. We're still, I don't believe, paying attention to the cell membrane like we should. Um, and that's why we're having this podcast today. And we both love this book called Biology of Beliefs by Bruce Lipton. And his whole study is a cell biologist and he was at a prominent university and he was teaching the same thing that I learned in school and what you learned in school. And okay, that the RNA and DNA is the most important. And then he discovered that if you damage the cell membrane, that cell dies in a matter of minutes. If you remove the genetics out of the center of the cell, it may never die. And so what you realize, what he realized pretty quickly is that our beliefs, our habits trickle into this cell and start to actually turn on these light switches or turn off these light switches. And that's what we're talking about today is epigenetics, but specifically thinking about the cell when it comes to your health is is step one, it's principle number one that we teach. Would you add anything to that little? Yeah, I think when Dr. Lipton wrote that book, and I think both of you and I, like you said, you love that book. I love that book. So if you want to go into the weeds, you could get that book. It's called Biology of Beliefs. But I think the biggest takeaway for me was his mentor said, it's all about the environment, stupid, because everything is around the environment. So the cell will be depending on what environment you put it in, will morph into, and that's back to epigenetics. So that's the key. It was one of the trading places with Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd. It's about the environment. So the key is understanding that the cell membrane is the brain of the cell, not the 
RNA and DNA of the nucleus. Yeah, we probably talked about it for a millisecond in school. And when I remember taking biology when I was in, in undergrad, it, it just didn't make sense because it was not, I didn't understand the whole process of it, whatever. But when I was in graduate school, I started looking at some of the classes we had and we started diving deeper into that cell. And I'm like, wow, this is very fascinating. And that was my aha moment when I wrote the meal patterning book at the beginning is what's the underlying beginning of everything is understanding the cell and it begins with the cell membrane. And once that cell membrane gets soft and permeable, when you think about what's going on out the world today, whether it's Trulicity and Ozempic and all these diabetes medications that are now moving into the weight loss industry, we, we have to wake up as a society. It's, okay, why do we have all this diabetes? Diabetes is not a disease of carbohydrates. Diabetes, type 2 diabetes, type 2, is a disease of the cell membrane. The cell membrane is too stiff and rigid, does not allow glucose to be penetrated because insulin has a heck of a time opening up the cell, hence our blood glucose goes up, A1C goes up, and now I have type 2 diabetes because the cell membrane, not genetics, is too stiff and rigid like an M&M candy shell. So that kind of sets it up as like, why is this so important? Because as the cell membrane gets soft and permeable, diabetes is not only preventable, but it's reversible. And, and what Dr. Lipton talked about is if you damage that cell membrane, that cell's done. done. It's got to be pretty important. Before I go into what the cell membrane is made of, because I think that's mm -hmm. a aha critical piece. When you think about cell health, here's some of the things that I think about. What do you think about? But I think about metabolism. You were talking about energy. I think about genetics and I think about it as being proactive with genetics. So turning on the right light switches and making sure that the wrong light switches are off. Hormones. So based on how your cell is functioning, it's going to communicate and that communication is going to be released through hormones. Hair, skin, and nails. This is such a big one. When your cells are functioning correctly, the production of the hair, skin, and nail growth and health is, is going to improve. Immune system or autoimmune issues if, if we're damaging these cells. Type 2 diabetes, which like I think you said is, is so interesting. It's not a disease of sugar or carbohydrates. It's a disease of uh, the cell. And then cancer. And those are some of the things that I think about with the cell and including weight loss, if you want to get specific on top of metabolism. Am I missing anything? No, I think you're covering it because and when you wrote in the capacity book, what do most people want? They want to have better focus. They want to have better energy. They want to have better drive. So how do you get that? You got to get, make the cell healthy. Where does the energy come from? It comes from the mitochondria. That's where it comes. It's called ATP in the body. So we got to just step back. Why are we consuming energy drinks? The list goes on and on because we don't understand. I mean, with these crazy new meds coming out there, as I just mentioned, the Ozempic camp, what do people think? They really think this is going to fix. We now know that it causes, you know, gut paralysis and all the list goes on. You said on. It energy comes from the, cell, the mitochondria. I was out at the waste management. It looked like the energy was coming from the Coors Light based on what I, what I was seeing. It's coming from, but again, back to making this really simple. It begins at the cell membrane. Then we go to the mitochondria, which is your energy. That's the power pack of the cell. That's why strength training is so critical for metabolism because you 
maintain or you build more mitochondria. Okay, so let's, this to me is an aha moment. This is a, something that everybody should know. And it kind of is the why behind the what. But when you think, okay, I got to make myself membrane soft and permeable. You wrote early on in meal patterning and it's completely changed, but it's still the same. One of the number one ways to make that cell membrane stiff and rigid or brittle is to consume trans fats. Let's just make it for the sake of 30 years later. Trans fats are disguised in so many different ways. There's still a lot of trans fats. But processed foods, crummy lifestyle, lack of sleep, this makes that cell membrane stiff and rigid. So knowing that we got to kind of change our lifestyle. But we like to focus on what we need to improve. And one of the things that you can start to realize is what's the cell membrane made out of? And so when you focus on what the cell membrane is made out of, you start to answer your question, what do I need to do? It's made of omega-3 fatty acids, it's made of cholesterol, and it's made of water. If there's any broken record, put it on repeat, if 95% of our society is deficient in omega-3 fats that are essential for our cells to function, 95% of society is setting themselves up to have poor cell health function. Does it happen when you're in your 20s? Probably not. 30s, maybe a little bit more. But 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, this is where we start to see this train go off the tracks. So if if the cell membrane is made of omega-3 fatty acids, 95% of us are deficient in omega-3 fatty acids. That's the genesis of why we believe the secret nutrient most people are missing is omega-3 fatty acids. What would you like to say to that? I I think you hit it right in the head. Let's go back to the the root cause. What is it made of? If you're dehydrated, you can't have good cell health. If you're eating a bunch of processed foods and beverages, it's going to gum up the works. So the next thing you know, my cell is not as sensitive. So the big thing is you want to have that cell membrane very be very sensitive. And what I mean by that is when you eat foods and nutrients, your body produces insulin out of the pancreas. And the, pain, the insulin basically opens up the cell to feed the cell. That's why they call it insulin sensitivity. Insulin sensitivity. So now my cell is desensitive. It's not even... It's not even aware. It's like getting a massage, can't feel it. It can't open it up anymore. Hence, type 2 diabetes, obesity, the list goes on and on. So if you step back and say, what's the cause? It's because the cell is not healthy. Whether it's the microbiome in the gut, you talk about brain health. Every cell in the human body is made out of omega-3 fats, water, and cholesterol. Oh, by the way, why would I want to take a cholesterol-lowering medication, for most people, unless you've had a heart attack, now I'm going to mess up the cell. So anytime people are taking cholesterol medications many times and many other meds, it causes a cascade of problems. And now you can understand why, because it's now impairing the the natural process of the cell. Here's the three big takeaways if you're listening. Okay, mitochondria, how do we make sure that it's soft and permeable and sensitive I know no. cell membrane or cell membrane. Number one, we need to consume omega three fatty acids: the cod liver oil, flax seeds, chia seeds, wild caught fish. Those are going to be ways to get your omega three fats. Number two, the 
cell membrane is made of cholesterol. If you're on a stat medication, you are going to have cell dysfunction. And so finding ways to decrease medications, statin specifically, and other medications is going to just make the system more inefficient. And then being dehydrated. So we need to add water. And that's one of the reasons and then the why. the other thing, too, we add daily movement. All those things. Sensitivity to the cell. And again, back to, I had a guy the other day, is he, his doctor is adamant he's got to be on a cholesterol med. I go, let's go back to this. Let's go back to the cell. What is cholesterol? Cholesterol makes sex hormones. Cholesterol makes stress hormones. Cholesterol makes every cell in the human body. The list goes on and on. Why the body makes cholesterol? It's not a bad thing. Yeah, it wasn't it's, an accident. It's not an accident. So again, I think more when you understand what's behind the curtains and understanding the cell and the cell membrane, this is where it all begins. And you mentioned to it earlier, you might have genetic challenges, heart disease, cancer, Type yeah, your fifteen percent could be bad. Yeah, and so, but the key is what switch do you want to turn on and off, and that's where again we all can't control our genetics. There's nothing we can do, but what we can do is decide whether we want to turn that on and off and give us our better <clears throat> opportunity to be the healthiest we possibly can. All right, let's talk about the inside of the cell, not the nucleus, but inside the cell, specifically the mitochondria. There's a lot more inside the cell, but for the sake of this podcast. Yeah, for all the biologists out there, just don't shoot us. The some, simplicity yeah, is. We're just trying to make this simple. Just to help. But yeah, the mitochondria is, again, I ask all my clients sometimes to come in and they want to lose weight. I said, do you want to climb the mountain or do you want to go down the mountain? They're like, I want to go down the mountain. I said, then we have to understand how that works. And a big part of that is understanding hormones. Are your hormones working with you? Are they working against you? If your stress hormones are all on all day long, it's really hard to have your lean hormones or your steroidal hormones kick in. So that's a big part of that. But going back to the beginning is how do I use energy? How do I make energy? And that's your power pack. And the more we all know as we age, our mitochondria, that power pack of the cell, many times starts to slow down. We have Less our metabolism slows down. Right. Yeah. So then you got to ask the question, what do I do to improve the mitochondria. What type of gas do I need to put in the engine? And again, we said this earlier, back to water. Are you getting enough sleep? Are you doing any form of movement, especially strength training? Omega-3 fats. But the big one for the mitochondria is chlorophyll. That's greens. The more energy. So again, back to food. Food is what fuels that the more raw, real foods, the more raw foods, that all makes a difference in your mitochondria. So now you're getting your body to work with you, not against you. I like your analogy of chlorophyll is like scrubbing bubbles for the inside of your cell. It's very detoxifying. It's going to remove all that garbage. So if you're looking at a shower that's just covered in soap scum and mildew, and it's just, it's cleaning that up. So step back just for a second. And again, I mentioned already, and it's, this is not the podcast on, but Think about all these new medications coming to the market. And my thing is, okay, so if I have type 2 diabetes, what do I tell somebody? I got to educate them about the cell. So step one, water, omega-3 fats. We need to get that soft and permeable. But what if I have a bunch of gook on the cell? Here comes the scrubbing bubbles. That's the chlorophyll. And then daily movement. When you put that all together, no wonder type 2 diabetes is preventable, but more importantly, reversible. Because now you're healing the cell. So if you're out there and you have type 2 diabetes, 
Now you have the answer. I got to move daily. I got to drink enough water. I got to add omega-3 fats. I got to add some type of chlorophyll. If you start doing that's when the body starts to heal the cell. There's no different. I had bad skin. Why did I have bad skin? Because I was a terrible eater. When I started eating better, back to the cell, cell starts to clean everything up. Your skin gets better. Your hair gets better. Your nails get better. Digestion gets better. Elimination gets better. So again, this is why this mitochondria is so important to understand. And then as your body, now you start, hey, Chris, I want to lose weight. Imagine if you could be, as you get the cell healthy, the body just naturally will find the weight you should be. So again, we can be very specific on losing weight, but as the cell gets healthier, the body's going to get back to where it should be. Yeah, when I teach a young athlete specifically, this is where I make the analogy, you're a racehorse, you're a supercar, and what are you going to feed that engine? What gas are you going to put in that engine? And that's, that kind of, this, the genesis of the food target and the whole ecosystem that we teach is based on science, the cell. Okay, how do you make it? What, the methodology of how do you make the cell function? And that's where you start to understand what's quality first. So that mitochondria, that, that engine, cares more about the quality of the food or the fuel than it does the quantity. Now, quantity is important, but it doesn't come first. And so when you think about Ozempic or intermittent fasting or some of these very trendy things that are trying to do one thing of lose weight, they forget about the science of the long-term health of the cell. It needs quality first. And so if all you're doing is trying to shrink quantity and you don't really care about quality, that cell is going to start to be less sensitive Less optimized. And again, you're making a really very key point here for everybody. I remember having clients back in the day, and they would come to me, and I'm just not losing weight right now. And I I, I said, how's your skin? My skin's gotten better. How's your nails? How's my hair? How's your blood work? This goes on. The body's going to always heal from the inside out, hence the cell. So think about if people are getting, like, you want to debate eating certain foods, just ask the question, would this be beneficial for my cells? And if it's not beneficial for my cell, you have your answer. So there's not a lot of debate on that, whether I heard a podcast earlier today, and the guy's talking a little bit about processed oils. But he never really went into the weeds about the oils. So now you're thinking all oils are bad. No, not really. There's processed oils, and there's basically less processed oils. So again, back to, we had talked about the source. We're not talking about that so much today, but again, back to the cell. Yeah, if you're on the internet, everything you eat is going to kill you. So you everything, might as well yeah, not it's eat. craziness and people are so confused. And that's again, back to- Let's keep moving into the cell. So as we get to the nucleus, again, back to Dr. Lipton, obviously we're not going to go in the weeds here, but when we talk about vaccines and vaccines predominantly are going to start to try to manipulate that RNA and DNA that we're talking about. And there's so much noise right now about you need to get a shingles vaccine or RSV vaccine or the next COVID booster. And here's our take on it. When you start to set up the environment of the cell membrane inside the cell, it starts to arm your immune system. It starts to give you this most, the most powerful armor we can have. And it's setting you up, in my opinion, for playing offense versus defense. But the same thing when it comes to genetics and 
predisposed to cancers or autoimmune issues or disease and illness. That's all packed in that nucleus. And so I think the nucleus is profoundly important. But what is more profoundly important is that 85% of our lifestyle that can control how those cells function. And my last point is people always want to know how long is it going to take? Well, I got two points to make. Number one point is if you start to attack the symptom that you want to improve, let's just say you want to lose weight, and all you do is you get laser focus on that one symptom, you might, you know, overlook all the other symptoms and all the other answers that are right there staring us right in the face. If you want to lose weight really fast by cutting out water, cutting out carbohydrates, maybe to an Ozempic, these things are going to lead to long-term health issues. No doubt about it. That's point number one. Point number two is the body is going to repair itself. And so when we think about fasting, one of the benefits of fasting is autophagy and it's killing or starving our bad cells. So that's why you want to do these circadian rhythm fasts that we talk about, trying to go 12 to 14 hours at night. In my opinion, we don't have to go as extreme as 16 hours. But think about this. You turn over two to three trillion cells almost every day. And so if you do the math, it's going to take about 30 to 60 days to turn over all of your cells. Now, it's not that simplistic. It's not just like 60 days and we can cure everything. But in, in your track record and me working with the people I've worked with, 30 to 60 days, the body can repair and, and self-correct because of the cell. And so if we want the body to repair and self-correct and get our numbers in, in better order, it's going to take some time. But the cool part is the body will change and adapt. And that's the journey. And it goes both ways. Correct. It can go the other way. And I've had so many people over the years that are like, I never knew I could feel this good. And a big part of that is that as the cells get healthier, everything gets better. So it's not just one isolated thing. My blood pressure is too high or my cholesterol is out of balance or I'm an anti-inflammatory, whatever. The body's going to start reacting. And then all of a sudden you're going to get a, not one benefit, but you're going to get a cascade of benefits. And, and then you're going downhill versus and you're, uphill. Now you're letting the body work the way it should work. I have less inflammation. My sleep starts to get better. But it really begins understanding the, the cell membrane is where it all begins. And as the cell membrane gets better, your mitochondria gets better, your nucleus gets better. And then the, the, I guess on the other side of this equation is you have to put, the, you have to put some effort into this. It's not going to be taking a... A, a, a pill. It's not going to be taking a shot. It's going to actually be changing a lifestyle. But the beautiful thing, as you mentioned, the amazing benefits of how the body wants to heal and repair is all at everybody's fingertips. And that's the offense. And I like to, this is some insight. So you can't see your cells. So how do you know if your cells are functioning correctly or not correctly? We talked about some of the symptoms that might show up, energy, weight, weight, um, hormones, hair, skin, and nails, immune system, type 2 diabetes. But I'd like to look at your blood work in this case because it might start to t- talk to us. I think your A1C and your fasting glucose are a great indication of how your cells functioning. Again, type 2 diabetes is not a disease of carbohydrates. It's a d- disease of the cell. 
Specifically, I like to look at fasting glucose and seeing if that's under 87. Now, diabetes starts to show up around 100, 105, and then you get the A1C. But that's why we like to take these norms and throw the norms out the window and say, okay, how, how are we functioning? Um, that's one test I really like to look at to, and to give us those, a little bit more. Yeah, I think those are great numbers because the A1C looks at your blood glucose over a period of 6 to 12 weeks. Your fasting glucose is one day. The other one I really like is triglycerides to HDL ratio because triglycerides will happen very quickly. They'll lessen 30 days. You can see those overnight. It's a mirror of what people are eating and drinking. So that's another really good one of looking at how the cell's working. And let's just say you have your cells or you're just putting a lot of damage to the cells. There's a lot of oxidation happening, a lot of inflammation, a lot of damage is going on. It's not a shock that your cholesterol would be elevated. No, because cholesterol is a healing. Where, we, where, where medicine is completely going off the rails is they look at cholesterol as the risk factor. Well, cholesterol is the answer. And cholesterol is the answer saying if you have elevated cholesterol out of balance, your cells are probably really under attack. Yeah, and again, when you hear, this isn't a cholesterol podcast, but when people have an elevated cholesterol per se, let's just say it's 220 and your LDL is 140, people are like, oh, my LDL is too high. No, it's doing exactly what it should be doing followed by your HDLs. Really, the key is understanding this whole balance component of the body. And if the body is has a tendency to have a higher cholesterol balance, that's what you really want. You're going to thrive versus just, these are all great indicators of what's going on at the cell level, but this is where it all begins. It's not as hard as we make it out to be, but this is not a conversation that's being talked enough about. So we only spent 30 minutes, but you can thank us for only spending 30 minutes. Hopefully we gave you a couple key points. The takeaway, you've heard me say this before, is that we truly all have the power to feel our best. And it all begins at our cell. Let's for a second just say, I can't control that 15%. Some of us have a bad 15%. Some of us have a great 15%. But we can control the 85%, and it begins at the cell level. And hopefully you took a couple things away today where you can start to answer some of these questions that people are asking of there's no side effects for these medications or it's normal to have be on a SAT medication or it's just family history. We got to start playing a little bit more offense. Dr. Lipnan said in his book, Biology of Beliefs, you believe a different action. You believe you have more control. It starts to change your biology. Hey, one, one last thing here. Show that book. What's my hair look like in that book? <laughs> You were dying it back here, I, I think. <laughs> wow. No, this is meal patterning. What year was this? 2000, 2002? Yeah, it was a few years ago. How's your memory? What? Where's the year? Probably 2000, 2002, Yeah, 2002, because on the back here it says 2002. Yeah, I was just curious. I, you pulled that one out of the archives. Yeah, your hair's a little bit shorter. But anyway, thanks for joining us today. We'll be back next week as you're trying to look for something to talk about this weekend. Just bring up the topic of cell health. It'll be a riveting conversation for anybody. But if you're looking for Deeper Dive, we have a whole book on this. We have podcasts. We have resources. We're here to help you. Again, remember, you have the power to feel your best. 